Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop. Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings Statistics, on. Uh, they can feel like bathing suits. What they, you know, what they... <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So... <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the post-round one edition of Birds with Friends. It is 12.55 in the morning, early Friday morning, following Thursday night's festivities. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Shilkapadia, and Marissa Morris, who is recording two podcasts at once because she's such a superstar. Sheil, we haven't talked to you all night. Zach, me, and Marissa have been you know, chopping it up. Zach and Marissa are going to have to take a shot during this show because of uh, the results of our guessing game during the YouTube live stream, which uh, fans and listeners and viewers can watch on YouTube. We haven't talked to you. How are you, Sheil? Oh, that still lives somewhere? That That's on YouTube? Because I yeah, heard you, you can watch that. I heard you almost got fired multiple times. There's something about shots. I, I, I don't know if like we want that to live <laughs> on the internet. You might want to just make that like you had to watch it live uh, to be there type thing. But yeah, uh, turn, I, I guess turn, I'll have to tune in We can turn it from like, public to private. We can have Marissa do that. If you think it's a, you know, uh, it's like a like a, like a Snapchat that should uh, be erased into the ether. I know nothing about it. All I know is I wasn't there to prevent you from getting fired. So well, you know, I know that's uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, what do you, uh, well, what do you, what do you expect? We're going to not talk about Roger Goodell and not talk about Zach Wilson's tweets <laughs> and not talk about you know Urban Meyer. What, I mean, what what are we we gotta we gotta pass the time. These things are important. Zach Wilson might or might not have been accused of a federal crime. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the Eagles so trade up. And I also, and also I uh, uh, admitted a, uh, an international crime um, on the podcast, uh, on the, on the live stream. Yes. So obviously we are here because the Eagles traded up from number 12 to number 10, surrendering the second of their two third-round picks, number 87 overall. The board broke in such a way that it did not look like they were going to be able to sit at 12 and get one of those four targets that we have talked so much about. The quarterbacks didn't go early, which which meant that J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, Jalen Waddell had already gone. So the Eagles trade up ahead of the New York Giants to select Devontae Smith. The Giants then parachute down from 12, Gettleman's first trade down ever, and then take Kadarius Tony at 20. So I think it's fair to say the Eagles had the right read that the Giants were going to take Devontae Smith if he was there. So uh, we evaluate the decision. We evaluate the player. Sheil, uh, what what do you think? Zach and I talked about it a little bit, but, but we haven't talked to you. So uh, what was your reaction to the move? What was your reaction to the pick? Well, I think my, uh, my opinion of Devontae Smith has been uh, – well documented, uh, you know. We I feel like that's probably the prospect we talked about the most in the past few weeks here, and so you know, so I, you I thought, listened to Birds with Friends, you knew there was a connection between Devonte Smith and the Eagles. Let's just put it that way. So I I've thought for a while now that this was the don't overthink it draft for the Eagles. I thought you know just sit at twelve, uh, see which one of those three guys, Patrick Sertan, Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, falls to you at twelve. And just pick that person and you don't need to do anything else. And that will be a fine outcome. Now, all of a sudden, things changed in this draft because Mac Jones did not go number three. Justin Fields uh, did not go as early as I thought he was going to go. And so all of a sudden, you hit a point where it was the 10th pick to the Dallas Cowboys. Waddle was gone. Sertan was gone. And you just had Devontae Smith there on the board. So, uh, you know, it, it's tough. I, 
I, I love Devonte Smith. I'm fine with the move that they made. I think he's an exciting player. I think he brings juice. I think he has a, a great competitive makeup for your culture as you try to rebuild uh, this roster. And so uh, I like the move and uh, I like the pick. I mean, generally, uh, I am against uh, trading up for non-quarterbacks, but this was a small move up. You know, you did give up the uh, 84th overall pick and I was trying to guard against sort of being like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's perfectly fine and justifying it because I do remember we podcasted after the Andre Dillard right. uh, trade up and, you know, it, it's not the same thing, but certainly Andre Dillard was thought of as a good prospect there. Uh, it was a premium position. And so you sort of talk yourself into it. So I, I was trying to be uh, a little bit more guarded, I think maybe than uh, you know, you guys, I think gave it a better grade than I did, but ultimately I think it's a fine move. They didn't do anything crazy and they, they got a player that I really like. So I, I look at the trade up in terms of the net sum of the, of the trades, uh, because I, 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 I think, disagree. Yeah. We, we've <laughs> talked about this. I don't think okay. that's, but anyway, go okay. ahead. So the net sum is, is that they <laughs> traded number 10 overall, number one twenty three overall Miami. But if you're going to do the or, net or, sum, then you have to do, yeah. you have to go all the way back yeah. to the beginning of the franchise <laughs> yeah. and all the trades so, they've made. And then all the trades they will. So make. they traded, they traded number six, uh, number 84 and number one fifty six for number 10, number one twenty three in Miami. 2022 first. So uh, if they started this draft period, and I guess we're looking at a post wench trade uh, with the number six pick, they come out with Devontae Smith and a 2022 first round pick. Uh, I think that's a very good outcome where my biggest um, reservation with this tonight doesn't have to do with Devontae Smith, because I, I think getting Devontae Smith at 10 is a very good marriage of value and, and need. I don't think you're going to regret taking Devontae Smith, even if players behind him, if if Parsons turns into a star, if uh, even if like Kadarius Tony or Rashad Bateman turns into a star with the information you had at the time. I think taking Devontae Smith, it's it's not like taking Rager over Jefferson in that regard. Uh, where my reservation is, is I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. And they had a chance to take Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields was on the board. I think Justin Fields is a better prospect than Jalen Hurts. Um, now, I know you don't look at it like Smith versus Fields because you have to look at it Smith and Hurts versus Fields, although you could look at it like... Well, you would you would look at it as what you get for Hurts. For Hurts. By then Ex trading Hurts, yeah. Exactly. And I, I mentioned that in our write-up. Um, if I was Howie Roseman, I would rather be building around Justin Fields. The reason why I am not criticizing that as much is because I feel like that ship has sailed. Like Bo said on the podcast the other night, I thought he put it well. If they wanted uh, the, the, the quarterbacks, they wouldn't have traded down from 6 to 12. That being said, Howie Roseman said tonight that he thought the quarterbacks were going to go earlier. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know if he anticipated having a decision to make with a quarterback. But when they made that trade with Dallas, like Justin Fields was on the board. So um, this could be a scenario where if Justin Fields goes on to be an elite quarterback uh, and, and they're trying to replace Jalen Hurts, they might come to regret that. But if you just look at them taking Devontae Smith, I think that was a good decision for the Eagles and uh, a good outcome with the picks that they had. Yeah, I think that... Um, they will certainly be judged if Justin Fields turns out to be a superstar and they they decided not to take him. But I don't think I don't think they made that decision at 10. Um, yes. they made that decision when they moved down from six. Well said. They, they decided then that Jalen Justin Fields was not for them. And I don't think they were ever going to then take Justin Fields. Um, that's just not the way that like organizational commitment to a quarterback works. So um, it's it's worth it's worth monitoring because they made that they made that uh, you know judgment decision, but uh, I don't think that that was ever a possibility tonight. So given their options tonight, the way the board fell, I think this was the right thing to do. Uh, as as Shield said, like I am uh, generally speaking against against moving up, um, like you know giving up a third round pick to move up two spots is is a fairly high price to pay. You know even if it's a middle of the third round pick, but. Uh, I, I wouldn't view it as, uh, you know, the, the sum of the move down from six. I think you have to evaluate everything uh, in, its, in its, uh, its own decision. But within that, you can say they had some draft equity to play with. 
because they had two third round picks. So uh, they, they made that worth it. And listen, like if they had sat there at 12 and the Giants had taken Devontae Smith and the Eagles, you know, are taking uh, whoever it is, you know, Micah Parsons or uh, Quiddy Pay or whoever, we would have, I like, I would have thought that that was a bad job. Um, so, you know, given, given the options that they had, I think that they made the right decisions tonight. And, and um, I think this was a good night for them because uh, it was like, this seems like good process. Devontae Smith is a guy who, um, you know, w- would have been the consensus top player on the board for most people. I think he has probably buy-in from different sides of the building. Uh, this to me is like, it- it's a good first step for the draft. I think the, yeah, the fields conversation is, is totally fair. And I, I don't, you know, necessarily agree that because you don't want him at six means you don't want him anywhere. I mean, they're obviously, uh, unless they just think, think he like completely stinks, then there would be some point in the draft where they would say, okay, uh, you know, with the value and our other options now we would look into it. And I think it's fair to question them, uh, on that. You know, I think he's a good prospect. I think we, we talked about it before he's got, uh, athleticism, accuracy, toughness. And so you could certainly make the case that they could have, uh, taken Justin Fields there at 10, and then you could go into, you know, this next season. Uh, I know you guys said trade Jalen hurts. You could go into it saying, we'll see what we have with Jalen hurts. We'll see what we have with Justin Fields. We still have extra draft capital next year. We are a quarterback centric organization. And so we give ourselves sort of three different avenues here in the next 12 months to try to find a franchise quarterback. Well, four, uh, if you include Joe Flacco. Uh, yeah, which by the way, the the uh, the Broncos got yeah. Teddy Bridgewater for less for a than what round the, pick and yeah, no, a little bit million. more, right? No, he's getting they're paying him three million. They're paying him less. Eagles are playing oh Flacco three and a half million. Uh, but any, anyway, why are we talk- let's can we tomorrow no, and Saturday? That's do a not fair bring thing up to talk Joe about. Flacco. I don't know. I don't want to talk about Joe Flacco uh, anymore. <laughs> so uh, I think it's fair if you're somebody who really liked uh, Justin Fields. It's absolutely fair to question whether they should have gone that route. I mean, they still probably don't have an answer at quarterback, uh, but they have a a really good wide receiver here. And so that uh, I think Zach's right. I mean, I didn't write that in my write up there on the athletics act because I saw you, uh, you know, you had filed your part before mine and I saw you had already covered it. So I didn't want to repeat that, but I mm-hmm. had the same uh, thought there. That's kind of the way I look at this, this move is uh, are they going to look back and say, man, they missed out on a franchise quarterback that started to drop, you know, maybe, maybe not. I mean, the odds are what, probably about what, 40% or so that uh, Justin Fields turns into a probably guy a little who, bit lower now that he's on the bears. That's true. Yeah, no, that, that is true. And I guess where he was taken, but I, I think that's a, a, a fair way to look at it. I mean, listen, it's obvious that either they just had no interest that they were not in love with Justin Fields. I mean, we can say that like we can say that with certainty now that they were not in love with Justin Fields. If you could have gotten him um, for just a third round pick moving up to 10 and taking him, you could have done that. They didn't do that. So we know their opinion of him. Okay. Zach, Marissa, are you ready to pay the piper uh, with (laughs) your, with your shots now? And some people didn't us, watch this live. We should explain for why. For those of us who didn't join us live, on this uh, yes. podcast, including Shiel, uh, when uh, when a team is on the clock, the three of us each predicted who would be the pick, and uh, the game was that the losers who had the least correct answers uh, would have to take a shot during the post game podcast. So, and the um, the uh, the and I believe the, we did this last year, and I lost. Zach won. Yes. Yes. Uh, and this time the, I won. The, the biggest difference between this year and last year is that uh, Bo believes in building a team like a fantasy football team and just focusing on skill guys, whereas I'm all about building it in the trenches. Um, so that's not I, true. I, I won <laughs> because I got I got I got no, no, I got Sewell. Oh, yeah, no, no, because no, I, yeah. I got Waddle. I got Waddle to the Dolphins and and Sertan. That's what I that was. The yeah. Other so I I'm, I'm joking. I, I I lost because I picked Sewell three times in a row. Mm. Um, and last year I won because I kept yeah. picking offensive That's linemen. That's true. That yeah. is true. So, and, and, uh, and I, I made the joke because last year you kept picking wide receivers. That is true. Yeah. And, uh, and, and this year it was the jail it was really Jalen Waddle was the, uh, was that the signing point? I, I thought once chase went, uh, to Cincinnati, I thought Miami would take Sewell, especially moving hunt inside. 
was wrong there. And so uh, that is why I am having a shot of whiskey right now. Mm, very nice. And uh, Marissa, who is who is also like live on the Jets podcast right now, <laughs> I believe is is doing the same. So bottoms up, uh, bottoms up to the Eagles. I've got a little something here just to join you so you're not drinking alone. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I mean, how I old are What are you, 19 years old? <laughs> who, who does shots still? I mean, I can't remember the last time I did a shit. I, well, I'm, I'm like, not taking a shot. I'm just I'm having a little sip here. You're sipping on that's what okay. they, that's why they lost. Well, you okay. Shot. okay. Um, so um, I guess we can talk about what we what we heard from Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni and uh, Andy Weidel. And as you said, Zach, Howie said that uh, when they made the move down, uh, they expected that the quarterbacks were going to go off the board. So they thought that they probably would be able to stay at 12 and, and get somebody like uh, somebody like Devontae Smith. That's why they had to make the move up. Yep. Um, and one thing that I thought that he said was that, you know, he was asked about, um, you know, is taking a wide receiver a sign that you are like, you know, don't want to build through the trenches anymore. Um, and he said that that's, you know, that nothing has changed about our philosophy, but, you know, Devontae Smith's grade was so much higher than everybody else's. It would have been, you know, it would have been folly for us to not take him. We can't overweight short-term needs uh, when we're trying to build this thing long-term. And, you know, that is the right thing to say. That is the right way to go about doing the draft. Uh, I would like to see them hold to that over the next few days. Um, and we will see. And, and I think that's sort of 37, like if they, if they draft a non-cornerback, I think that will be a good sign that that is the truth, that they are not overweighting short-term needs. And, and we can talk about, the options in round two uh, in a little bit, because I think there are some exciting uh, options at 37, but uh, what else jumped out to you from what we heard from, from Howie Sirianni and uh, Weidel? Well, on the, on the top, I, I don't mean to divert this and I I will answer that, but please um, do, please do. (laughs) But uh, talking about what Howie mentioned there and and you were spot on Bo, in in terms of your read that like they, the, the first, 10 picks or the first nine picks didn't go as, as they thought totally. So they jumped the giants to get in, in position for Smith, but let's suppose for a second that they didn't do that, 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 that the Cowboys stay at 10 and take Parsons. And let's say that the giants um, feel that Devonte Smith is, is too much, is, is too good to pass up uh, and they're going to take Smith and they're not going to take that bears offer. Yeah. They got a good offer. Yeah. So, so let's say that happens. If that's if, what happens, the Eagles probably take the Bears off, right? <laughs> exactly. So my question is this, is would you rather Devontae Smith if you're the Eagles? Mm, good or question. would you rather the Bears offer? And the Bears offer would have dropped you down to what, 20? 20. Or, yeah, yeah, so. And you so probably, looking, and they probably take Quiddy Pay. Or, or Bateman or, yeah, yeah. but I would imagine Quiddy Pay. That's a good question. It's a fair question. And you get um, the, the, so you, get you get a get first Bears, next year. A few, right? another the Bears, future first. Yep. You get the Bears first. Oh yeah, I would. Ra- I would rather do that than having Devontae Smith. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I would. I would yeah. rather de- okay. made that move. I okay. Mean, you get a. That's a good point. It's a good way to frame it because if they had just stayed patient, that I mean, you would imagine that offer would it. It might have been a little bit less, but you probably still get the future first. Now, clearly Dallas didn't want that offer. Um, and I, I, I did not see all the, I saw on, on Twitter them saying that they didn't want to move down too far and miss out on their guy. So it sounds like Dallas didn't want to go down the 20. Um, so Dallas is, is presumably taking Parsons. So perhaps the Eagles could have, so the Eagles yeah. options could have been either stay at 12 and get Smith if the Giants take that offer yeah. or they, or they get that offer. You're so right. Maybe, I, I I gave them a, a good mark for the. I know process. I want to I want to ding them again. I want to yeah, change maybe, my grade a little bit. Yeah, but in hindsight, you know, maybe uh, that staying at at twelve and letting the board come to you. Oh, uh, you're right, I'm, Zach. You know, I, I'm I'm just thinking that because that is that is a you changed really my good entire offer. opinion of the decision. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I had only thought of half of that. So you, yeah, you make a great point there. So I had only thought about the parks. I was thinking, well. Why they could have stayed at 12 and just done the Bears deal. But then I was like, no, because the Bears deal was done at 11. So it wouldn't have been available to them. But you're right. If, if the Bears, right. if that deal was done, then the player they wanted would have dropped to them right. at 12. So, uh, yeah, no, I know. I mean, we are we missing anything there? Like you, you can say that with 
pretty much certainty, right? Yeah. I mean, if you would have sat at 12, either you're getting Devontae Smith or you're getting a great trade that gives you an extra first round pick next year um, for a franchise that's a complete disaster. Unless, unless the Cowboys, if, if the Cowboys wouldn't, you know, unless the Cowboys were not going to sit still at 10. And even if they didn't want to move down that far, um, maybe they'd like the Eagles offer better because they only moved down to 12. That's but, true. But they, maybe they might they have would've... gotten another offer. Yeah, exactly. That's a exactly. good point. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. I, I mean, maybe the Patriots would have traded up from 15. I, I, I don't know. I, I just think like when, when that trade happened, when I saw that after, after we wrapped up, up, I'm like that, that's a really good deal. And considering the period that the Eagles are in and having up to four first round yeah, picks I mean, next that'd year, be nuts. That yeah, and still having pick number twenty, and and still coming out, they could have come out with Pay, who she'll mock them. Um, that that would have been interesting, but we say that after the fact, having known how it all worked out. Well, yeah, I guess it. we don't know if the Eagles had already been in touch with the Bears, and that's maybe a yeah. question worth asking Howie Roseman. Um, what was that offer? Would that offer have been on the table to them? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's right. You know, if they had just stayed patient, that would have been a pretty good outcome. I mean, of and course, it would be a better on the table to, for them. It's it's one pick later. I mean, how would it not be on? The no, table no. But I'm them? saying, I'm saying, did they know at the time that the offer would have been on the oh, table? Oh, would okay. Would Gettleman have taken that offer, or or, or would he have just gone mm. with Devontae Smith? Mm, I don't know. Well, it was takes, unpredictable here. I think because... he takes Devontae. You think so? I don't know. Right. I don't know that there's any way to. Yeah, you would have to kind of just. Ask him because it was a, it was a good offer. He has never traded back before. He right. traded back this time. It took a it took a first round pick next year to get him to move back. So yeah, it's a very it's difficult to say what he would have done. Maybe mm. he would have just taken Devonte Smith. And and by the way, I haven't read Shields' grades yet, um, so I apologize if you wrote this. But I imagine the conversation you had in your uh, in your mock diary the other night was exactly what the Bears had like. Pace and 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 right. and, 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 and uh, yeah, and, I did get that. Right. Look yeah. at each other, yeah, <laughs> and, and them saying like, "Oh, it doesn't. If, if, if this works, <laughs> right. you know, and if it doesn't work, it's not our problem." It's, yeah, so. yeah, I did that. Uh, yeah, no, I, and with the Giants, I gave them a bad grade. I probably focused too much on the pick uh, over the resources they got. Uh, for the pick, but you know, you're, you're firing these off every uh, couple mm. minutes because I just think Kadarius Tony with Jason Garrett, like, please, I mean, that's going to be an absolute disaster. <laughs> There's no chance he turns into a good player for them as long as Jason Garrett is their offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, that that's the prototypical uh, player who is reliant on the play caller and the scheme. And he's got, you mm. know, one of, one of the five worst offensive coordinators in the league. He's well, speaking of it. which, Sheila, we want your take on the potential marriage of Aaron Rodgers and Pat Shermer. Yeah, well, uh, I like I like the marriage of Aaron Rodgers and the Broncos because I think the Broncos actually have an underrated roster. I mean, I think that's a situation where, where Rodgers is like, listen, if you want to keep your job, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Uh, if you want to make this hard for me, you're you know you're not going to last very long here. Uh, I will give you guys a quick update because I know this is what everybody is, is uh, very interested to hear about. Thanks to Dennis, who has the update on our three draft games. The Owl You Know draft with the first overall pick, I took Devontae Smith. So that is a four points for me, Ooh, uh, a, a bullseye at the number one pick, three points for the correct answer, one point for round one. And I have also lost two of my other nine guys who were selected. Mm. Shield only lost one of his 10 so far in Rashad Bateman. And Zach, who really tried to attack round one, has lost five of his 10 guys. Five. Yeah. The only outcome that would not have worked out for me was Devontae Smith <laughs> for, for, for this game. Yeah. But I did, I, I did get my mock draft right. So okay. That's, that's for, right. That's, that counts for something. Um, and in terms of, I will just say, in terms of potential second round picks who are on our boards, I have Carlos Basham, Tyson Campbell, and Ifiatu Melifanwu. Shield has Milton Williams and Christian Baltimore, who's still on the board. He's still on the board. And Zach has Asante Samuel Jr. and uh, Davion Nixon, who could be uh, in the mix. Great. And the uh, Turkeys to the Kingdom, 
I won't go. Well, I guess I can go through all of these. Uh, we had Willie Eagles trade up, stay at 12, or trade down in the first round. Uh, Zach dusted us with this one. He had 30 on trade up. Shield had 12. I had 15. Uh, but I made up the score a little bit. The Eagles' first pick will be position-wise. I had 41 for receiver. Shield had 33. Zach had 35. And then will the Eagles draft a player from Alabama or Ohio State? Shield only had 37. Zach had 55. I had 69. And I have a five-point lead on Zach after uh, round one. And then finally, the Duck Duck Juice draft. Shield gets the seven points for a wide receiver in the first round. So an early lead for Shield, who also has safety, interior offensive line, and quarterback. Zach has cornerback, defensive tackle, running back, and special teams. And I have defensive end, linebacker, offensive tackle, and tight end. So there you go. Do you like Formula One, but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on? Then we have the podcast for you. Introducing the Race F1 Briefing, the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us. Uh, Zach, you were going to say what you thought of the, uh, yes. the press conference. Yes, I'm sorry that I diver- that I diverted. Oh, that was a there. good diverge- divergence. Um, that was you, you just entirely yeah, changed our opinion uh, of the of the entire night. I feel like I need to go change my <laughs> own thing before it gets published. Here. <laughs> I know. Um, did you go in depth on that, Zach? I mean, I no, I I did not. Okay. I did not go in. I think we have to put that in the grades. Yeah. Listen, yeah. You, we're, we're gonna have a lot of time to write about this. You know, save it. Save it as like a lead point. You can't steal I, it, Bo. That's Zach's point. You can't well, no, but I, I did not no, mention but... it just because I, I don't know what the offer was. I don't know that what what else Dallas was was dealing with. Um, and and of course, I it, wasn't able to ask a question to Harry Roseman for the uh, second straight press conference. Oh, really? Yeah, I was oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did Zach get a question? He did. I did. Oh boy! Yeah. All right. So I we need to we need to test and see what kind of respect I get. But I, but but Bo let off. With, uh, no, that doesn't count. The prospect, <laughs> inter- the prospect, the, the Devonte Smith press conference. That doesn't count. That has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. It's 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 leftovers, and it's not like uh, you know, it's not like Devonte Smith has a beef with me. Not yet. <laughs> Give him time. How was Devonte Smith? Confident. Um, as he should be. I yeah, told yeah. you, he's. I a, would say yeah. uh, read the uh, Tyler Tynes profile that was uh, mm-hmm. that was in GQ. I thought that gave gave you a good uh, well sense of Devonte Smith. And Tyler okay. deserves credit. Did a good job there. Um, I will read that. So, uh, so my takeaway was, uh, I, I I thought Howie was honest about the process going down from six to twelve and. And he, they they kind of tipped their hand ahead of time. Howie said that, you know, they had flexibility. So so he was going to – we knew he would trade up if it came down to the right player. Uh, Andy Weidel was was really prepared for the question about his his weight because, look, Devontae Smith, for all the good things we've, we've said about him, he is an outlier, and there isn't historical precedent – yeah, I was hoping uh, for a, a better, like you know, example of the conversations yeah. they had about yeah. that in the in the in um, the process. But 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 basically, he gave he gave the coach Flynn answer, uh, which was that when he watched him play, he saw a guy. He said, "If you have a, if you have 117 uh, passes in the SEC, you're doing something right. You set the SEC record for career touchdown receptions. You're doing something right." And w- whenever his team needed him, he stepped up. The moment was never too big for him. Uh, Jalen Wada went down. He steps up his game and shows up in big moments. He was a cl- he was a clutch player. They talked about him uh, catching the game winning touchdown in the national championship game. Um, so yeah, so it's it's saying like it, when you watch him play, he's been special on the field, and you're absolutely right about that. And and so uh, I think back to Chip Kelly's exp- um, expression that you can't have a team full of exceptions. 
Um, but I, I also think, and I, I wrote this tonight, that if you're going to make an exception, make sure he's exceptional. And, and Devontae Smith was exceptional in college. And so uh, it sounds like the Eagles are not concerned about the weight part of it. And then uh, Howie Roseman um, gave, you know, he always tries to give kind of a, a joke, if you will. Or oh, my God. This was this was cringeworthy. <laughs> oh, I got to watch this. I got to catch up tomorrow. This was I wake up. And he, so, he was talking. Can I do you want to do it? No, I, I feel like uh, Bo will say this with much more. Well, it was it was it was funny, especially after he didn't get a question. He'll really goes, go in on it. He 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 like <laughs> he interrupted or like made sure that he was able to get this point in. Um, like he really wanted to pass this story along about how uh, he wasn't able to go down to the Senior Bowl this year because he was in Philly, like helping Sirianni put his staff together. But they had the uh, the interview with Devonte Smith at the senior bowl with the Andy Weidel and, and some of the scouts and uh, how he like interrupted at the end of the zoom. He wasn't really talking and goes, Hey, uh, Hey, Devante, can uh, do you mind just hopping into uh, Andy's suitcase and we can just bring it right back to Philadelphia. Thanks. <laughs> okay. There you go. That was it. Oh. Did I do um, that right, Zach? Yes. Yes. You, uh, <laughs> You you did that correctly. I I wasn't as like outraged by it, but it no, I wasn't really, outraged by it. It was it just like give us it's a color. funny thing when he like yeah. he he really wants to tell this joke that is like not that good of a joke. Oh, although, so we had the over under the other night yes, about true. the rock paper scissors shoots, and no reporter burned their question on it. But you know who did ask it, or who did bring it up, mm. was Howie Roseman. That's right. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Howie uh, Howie Roseman made the joke. To Sirianni, did yeah. yeah? Did you play? Uh, did you play him in rock paper scissors shoot? Now I do and? think it's worth talking about how. Uh, no, he know, did he did not. He did not. Oh, okay. he did not. Uh, how Sirianni, who is like you know, he's an excitable guy to begin with. He probably would have been excited about any pick they made, but uh, you know, it was it was pretty obvious that he's as he should be um, excited about Devonte Smith and and the ways that he can use him. So um, I also like Nick Sirianni saying that like at its at its elementary level or its fundamental level, the, the, the receiver needs to catch the ball. And that's what, that's what Devontae Smith does really well. You know what? He, this was the very first time that he, like, he pushed back against the question, I think. When he was asked about, uh, like, don't you have to have receivers sort of like penciled into specific spots in the offense? And he was like, he really pushed back on it. He's like, yeah. that is not my philosophy at all. Like everybody needs to know everything. We, we need to be able to move things around. Look at any offense I've, I've coached. So it was good to see a little bit of fire from him. Absolutely. And he, he listens to the questions. Like, you know, when I went back and watched it from the other day, he jumped into questions that weren't even intended to him just because, you know, he had something he wanted to contribute. So he's, he's not up there giving just like stock things. Like he's, he's thinking about, about what you said. Hmm. There will be an evolution. I feel like of, uh, <laughs> sure. Sure. Of, uh, yeah, let, let's let's right. remember this clip this time next year and <laughs> sure. see what see what kind of mood he's in or shit. Maybe he's in maybe movies. by that maybe by that point he'll be back uh, in the corner just trying to make eye contact. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask. Yeah, did anyone did anyone ask that question? Like, hey, Nick, you know, Devonte Smith starts to fall. Are you? Uh, mm. did, did anyone ask that question or no? No. No. Okay. Eh, probably not worth it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, any other thoughts from you, Sheila, on, on the Eagles process? Back to the Eagles process? No, I, I think uh, we didn't get to watch the press. Well, let me ask you guys this. There was one process question that, that came up to Howie Roseman. I'm curious your guys' opinion. And that is the practice of, of taking a wide receiver in the first round for the second year in a row. Um, and also, if you look at it from just a resource allocation perspective, it's the third consecutive year that they spent a pick in the first two rounds on a wide receiver and the fourth consecutive year that they spent a pick in the first two rounds on a pass catcher. I wow. think this is I mean, that is a that is jarring. Um, and I think this to me is like um, it's similar to when Howie Roseman explained the Darius Slay trade by saying, it was um, sort of the medicine they had to take because they missed on the Sidney mm -hmm. Jones and Rasul Douglas picks. I think it's similar to the Jalen Hurts pick last year when they failed on the Clayton Thorson swing to try to get a cheap backup and decided they needed to use a, a higher pick to do that. I think this is, 
you know, I think it's definitely fair to say they would not have made this pick if Jalen Rager, you know, was Justin Jefferson last year. Um, and in, in some ways, this no, is... Oh, I disagree. Like, really? You think I so? I do. Yeah. Why? Who else? Who else are you counting on? A wide receiver on this team? I just don't think they're doing that. If they already have a, if they already no, have a I stud disagree. receiver, you I see, disagree. I, I, I would multiple. fault them more. You don't need one. You don't have one wide receiver, and then you go play with well, a bunch I, of. Uh, I agree with that, but but I yeah. just don't think they would do that. But if this was so, if if this was the 2018 draft, right, and they. They forced the, you know, when it wasn't a good wide receiver class, the first wide receiver, I think, went 24 that year. Um, and they forced the pick because of their past mistakes, because they needed the position that I would object to. Like if if we were talking about defensive end this year and they forced that pick because of well, yeah, it's like, like if they took Kadarius Tony at 20. Yes, exactly. But well, yeah, but I I thought that Devontae should Smith demand was a like, trade. He should he should do like uh like a John Elway or an Eli Manning be the first person who does that at spot number 20, a wide receiver and just demand. Like, I'm, not going I, I'm not, I'm not playing for that offense. I watched that offense last year. No, thank you. But so like assuming, going. assuming that the Eagles don't view Justin Fields the way I view Justin Fields, then Devonte Smith was, was probably the best player on the board at, at that time. So I I've been saying throughout the past three months, that the Eagles need to disregard everyone on their depth chart when they make this pick. And I, I feel like they took their best swing at a blue chip player uh, because I think that's the type of upside Devontae Smith has. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so let, let's say with Justin Jefferson, so they have Justin Jefferson, Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. That's going to make you pass on Devontae Smith? I mean, who would you have taken? Who, who do you think they would have taken instead? Well, I think I, they would have been less um, trigger happy. Okay. So you sit at 12. Yeah. Well, as we discussed, that would have been the best. Yeah. I mean, also, like if Justin Jefferson was Justin Jefferson, they wouldn't have been, you know, they wouldn't have had the number six pick. Right. (laughs) They went out of fire, Doug Peterson. Yeah. So I guess it's a tough slotting doors. Um, But yeah, I mean, maybe I'm overstating it. I I do think that if, I think that if Jalen Rager was great, they would not have taken Devontae Smith. But interesting. I I still think they would have, but maybe, uh, maybe to Bo's point, they would not have have had the impulse to trade up for him. But uh, but I, I still think they would have taken him because I, I genuinely think he was the best player on their board at that spot. I don't think they pushed yeah. that because of position. I agree. Need. I think he was the best player on their board. Well, yeah. I mean, look at, you know, if he gets taken 11, let's say they stayed put and let's say there was no Bears trade on the table just for yes, argu- exactly. argument's sake. I mean, who do you, what do you think they do at 12? I mean, look mm. at these names, Micah Parsons. Well, no, we say Micah Parsons got taken at 10. Uh, right. And let's say Fields yeah, I mean, went at talking, 11. You're you know, talking Slater, Slater, Vera Tucker, Vera Tucker, Zaven Collins, maybe. Mm. I, I, I mean, I think they're taking whatever, paid. I think they're taking whatever offer is there. They're trying and to if trade not, back. Yeah. And if not, right. they're taking Slater or pay. And, and that was the scenario we discussed the other night when yeah. when when Bo said, if all these guys are off the board, what do you do? And I was thinking like, well, if that happens, then it means a quarterback fell and there had to be a there would have to be a trade offer. Um, but yeah, hypothetically, if if the Bears weren't going to make that trade, if they didn't want to give away next year's first, um, then, yeah, then you're probably looking at at Quiddy Pay. Uh, nine picks before he God. went, and right? just look at how bad that would have been value-wise. Yeah. Taking a guy seven picks or yeah, more before pick, he would have yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, you guys want to talk about second-round options a little bit? Yes, I do. Okay, I think there are some exciting choices. Uh, Me too. Yeah. So I'm surprised. Yeah. The, the, Did you, you know, guys post a list, or is that going up tomorrow? We, I don't know yeah. if it's up yet, but by the time people listen to this, it will be up. Yes. Um, no, I'm talking for my own use. I don't care oh. about other oh, people. Yes. My. All right, I'll know. find it's, it. It's Go a little ahead. bit jumbled. It's just sort of day two options, it's, not just picks at thirty-seven. Yes. Um, okay. But uh, I have a, I have my uh, my shadow draft big board here, so I can go uh, position by position. Um, and you know, just like the 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 first ten picks or first nine picks didn't break the Eagles' way, I feel like the back end of the first round did sort of break their way in, into how things look at at thirty-seven. So uh, you know, if you want to get feisty with a running back, Javante Williams is there. Uh, wide receiver, if you want to double down, uh, Elijah Moore is there. 
and also Rondell Moore, your boy. Um, Tevin Jenkins, the Oklahoma State tackle, is there, and I think uh, there's a chance that he could be a guy who is like popping out as the best grade available, even though it might not be the position they'd love to take there. Uh, Creed Humphrey, the Oklahoma center, is there. Some people like Landon Dickerson from Alabama. I think he's got, um, you know, the injury issues are probably a little bit too much to, to swing on at the top of the second round. Aziz Ojolari, who we all like as like the best pass rusher in the draft, but has fallen because well, of knee yeah. concerns. Uh, he is there, but uh, you know, if he if you if you feel okay about the medical, or you feel okay taking the swing um, at 37 as opposed to the first round, I think that would be great. Uh, Carlos Basham is there as well at defensive tackle. Christian Barmore, the uh, top-rated defensive tackle from Alabama, uh, who is also a Philly boy, as as she'll or as Zach will will tell us, is there. And I think it's weird signal that he didn't go in the first round. There must be something up. Um, so no him. defensive tackles, right? When, no defensive uh, tackles. Went. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so he's and, there. And, and that run on edge rushers that that we that we were talking about maybe going in the early second actually happened late first when exactly. I think three went off the board right. back to back back. Yeah. Um, so Barmore is there as are uh, Levi Onwuzurike and Milton Williams at linebacker Nick Bolton and Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa from Notre Dame, who is the, uh, this year's Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Really what's up intriguing. there? Is that yeah. a medical thing or something? Or uh, I mean, I don't know. two linebackers was, went too, right? Yeah. He was three linebackers went Parsons, Zayvon Collins, and that's Jamie true. Yes. Yeah. Went. yeah that's true. Um, well, yeah. I mean, he might be, I guess he's viewed. He's probably some people view him safety, as a safety. Yeah. By a lot of My teams. My kind of guy. Yeah. Did any safeties go? No safeties went. No safeties so went. Uh, Trayvon Mayrig is on the yeah. board as well as is Javon Holland. And then at corner, Tyson Campbell from Georgia, Asante Samuel Jr., and Ifiatu Melifanwu are all on the board. So, mm-hmm. uh, to me, I don't know. I mean, there are you could you could talk me into a lot of things. Um, I think there's a chance the Eagles move down a couple picks. Me too. Here to try to, to try yeah. to recoup uh, maybe a, a day three or a, a third round pick if possible. Um, but if you stay there, like you know, these guys fell for a reason. But if you tell me you're coming out of this draft with Devontae Smith and Christian Barmore or Aziz Ojolari or Tevin Jenkins, like value wise, that seems like a pretty good start. Yeah. Barmore's the one that jumps out to me. And, and, and look, I don't have all the information. Like she said, there's probably a reason why he, he wasn't a first round pick. And then also when you bring back a local player, sometimes that's something that they look at. That's true. As, as some yeah. players, it's a great thing. Some players, they don't some handle it well. Fall asleep but, in the car, you know, a, a, yeah. a block away from the complex. But from like a talent perspective, just uh, an ascending player, yeah. eight, eight sacks last year. Uh, he's 21 years old, was the best defensive player on the field. He was the, in the dominated national championship the national game, championship like, game dominated right? that game. And it's a position that it's, it's a position that the organization values and it's a long-term need. Like Fletcher Cox is going to be, he, this is his age 30 season. Um, Javon Hargrave is here for, you know, the next two years. We know that, but, um, but they haven't drafted a defensive tackle in the first two days since Benny Logan in 2013. And they haven't drafted one before the sixth round during that time. Elijah Qualls is the biggest draft investment they've made in a defensive tackle since Benny Logan in 2013. So that's why that that cupboard um, has been depleted in terms of depth. Barmore would be really intriguing to me if he's there at 37. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but it is nice that you're going to bat for the Philly guy. (laughs) <laughs> fair enough yes yes but and 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 look two alabama guys back to back that's true mm, um ojalari like, yeah, to me freddie like millens eat your heart out everybody's <laughs> been go. talking about you all offseason <laughs> it's been dominating sports talk radio <laughs> conversations on the street everyone say they took freddie millens why aren't they taking any more alabama guys i guess i can't believe i was excluded from all those conversations that were happening <laughs> who knows you know who knows what the deal with the knee is on ojalari um but that to me would be cool um that kind of seems like a big one though right i mean he he really yeah. seemed like a first round prospect unless that was like a legit thing but you're right there's always a point where you you know you would say okay like if he fell to the you know day three then i would think somebody right. would uh take him so i i guess you're right there what but- i what i what i don't what i wouldn't like is if they took like tyson campbell at 37 why not uh, though? because i know that he's i know that there's a reason to like him he's he's big and super fast but he doesn't look look to me like the kind of guy whose grade would stand out above 
the other options on the board. And it would signal to me that they are indeed overvaluing short-term need. I, I don't think that'll be pushing need. I think that's like, it's a traits based player who is, who has significant upside, has significant experience. I don't think that's, I think if you really want to take a corner, I think you could trade down a little bit. Okay. I'm wrong about that. Now, now maybe it's Asante Samuel Jr. Who goes there. Right. But, uh, but I, I would be really intrigued by some of these like first round caliber players who have dropped. And now would you consider doubling down on Elijah Moore? I was just looking at that. I mean, that would be really interesting. Rager, Moore, and Devontae Smith. I mean, technically, you should just not have to touch that position. For like the, right. I know they don't always work out, but you know, theoretically, you're just like good there. I really do like Elijah Moore, but I probably would not do that. Like if I had him in the same grouping as other guys, I probably would not spend the first two picks on a wide receiver, but who knows? I mean, if they had like a a higher grade on him. I guess you shouldn't uh, stray away from that. But I'm looking at the list here that I have now. Barmore is certainly a guy uh, like you guys mentioned who stands out. I like a, I like a Mo Rig Bo. How do you? Yeah. I think it's you, Merig actually. Merig. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like a Merig. I mean, uh, six foot two, two hundred and two pounds, a John Johnson type safety. We think they're going to be playing more uh, split safety look, so he should technically uh, theoretically be a. Fit there, I saw. I saw Greg Cosell compared him to a Justin Simmons, who is a you know fantastic mm. safety with the Broncos, versatile, good ball production. Well, you know, I know Bo doesn't. Uh, I, Bo yells it whenever you bring this thing up. But special teams MVP as a freshman, I I yeah. actually agree with you mostly on that. But at least it shows the guy got to. It's nice. Yeah, like I mean, doing it's, something yeah, right it's, away. it's yeah. more. I'm of not like drafting a, him for that, exactly, I, but I like exactly. that that's on his resume. Yeah, I agree with you there. I actually shouldn't have uh, singled you out because I'm with you uh, on that point. <laughs> Led all safeties in uh, pass breakups in each of the past two seasons. Uh, I wrote here, played over 150 snaps at free safety, strong safety, and slot last year. So uh, he's a player I like. I mean, I think safeties don't get valued, obviously, as much as some other positions, but it's a area of need for them. I think he looks like a very good prospect to me. So he would be near the top of my uh, wish list if I were the Eagles going into tomorrow. Elijah Moore, uh, like you mentioned, he'd definitely be in that conversation. I do like Asante Samuel. So it's sort of tough. I, you know, is there, are there a group of corners where you say, all right, let's just try to trade back and we'll see who's left and take one of those guys. Are they going to go after somebody like Bo's boy, Boogie Basham? I mean, it would yeah. just be fun to say Boogie Basham a lot mm-hmm. on this podcast for the months to come. So uh, I don't know. I feel like there are maybe five or six guys yeah. like who kind of separate themselves from the pack. I mean, I would always think about trading back, but um, it might not be the worst idea to, to stay there and see which of these guys is for the for the very little that it's worth uh i have five guys left on my shadow draft board with uh first round grades and what is a shadow okay all right uh, that's that's where i'm like making the picks as the eagles make the pick um and then all right so what did you do in the first round Devontae smith and now i i can't like i i just have to take whatever trades they make um there's no like you know not taking the trade so all right uh, so you're on the record as Devontae smith over justin fields Yes. Now the Justin Fields thing is like, I I do have to sort of separate the quarterback. Like I wouldn't mean, well, it's, I think the quarterback thing is a little bit difficult from my vantage point, but yeah, I I guess I am on the record as, as of course it is, but it's also like, I know that they're not going to take him, but maybe that's not, maybe that's fair. Um, So anyway, Elijah Moore, Tevin Jenkins, Ojalari, Barmore and and Merrick. Those are the five guys with first round grades. Still not a Wusso Karmara. No, I've missed a second rounder. Okay. You see, he would he would jump out to me, but you know, I, I don't know Jonathan Gannon's defense right now. Like how are how are you going to use him? Because I do think that Isaiah Simmons was not always used well in Arizona this year, right? I, I think he's a better player than the way he was used. So I'm not saying you need to create your defense around a Wolsu Karamara, uh, but uh if you have a plan for him. I mean, he was extraordinarily productive. Uh, he was the Buckus Award winner. He's 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 versatile. He can play in coverage. He can rush the quarterback. Um, he can go sideline to sideline. Like there's so much to like about him uh, that he would intrigue me. Yeah, I I did. You know, I I, I don't like the, the 
idea of a hybrid guy in theory, but I, I don't know. Is he, I think he seemed like somebody from what I had seen who could just line up and play strong safety for you. Yeah. Um, so that would not be a, uh, I'm with you. Yeah. When I watched him, I thought there was, there were certainly things to like, I don't think I would have taken him in the first round, but at the second round, it's a different conversation. Now, Tevin Jenkins there, Bo, I, I don't know that I would love him at, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. He's a, he's a, a smidge old, yeah, um, that's what I was gonna say. No, and he and here's the thing: he's the he's the old that you hate. He he's the old for the purpose of mm. why you don't like old players, and that's right. That he's overpowering his, guys. Yes, yeah. powerful guy, like butt kicker. You know, he's just kind of like crushing people and pancaking them. Yeah, reminds right. me a little bit of Dillard, which is not the same type no, of player. I would but disagree. no, 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 not the same type of player. But just that, like, oh look, look, this tackle fell a little bit. We should just take him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit there. So uh, I don't know. And I think he profiles, I think there are questions about whether he's a left tackle. So now you're taking a right tackle. Oh yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a short-term guard and a long-term Lane Johnson replacement. Um, But now how about the interior lineman? I would not, uh, I would not love him at that. Yeah. I I don't think I would love that. Well, yeah. You know, the Creed Humphrey thing would be interesting um, because he can also, I'm down on Dickerson. Okay. You're down on Dickerson. Okay. Um, like, I like Green Humphrey, but like I feel like over committing to like we need to find Kelsey's replacement at 37 is a little bit much for me. But he can also play if you think he can play guard. He I mean, can definitely a, play guard. Like so you know he can be your you know, he could help you in three spots this year. Um and he could be a long-term starter for you. Uh you know, again, if you're not drafting for for need, if if you, if if you think this is a guy with like a a, a ten year, well, I, I don't want to say ten year starter. Like I I I hear I know, that sometimes. Overvalue, I know. It's yeah, crazy. I, yeah, it's like, like uh, one person. Yeah, my yeah, who my plays ten texted, years. Yeah, my, my my brother texted me how, how how much he's annoyed by that expression because like oh, uh, it's terrible. I'm it's with, really yeah. bad. <laughs> it's like Patrick Willis wasn't a ten year starter. Right. So it's like impossible yeah, to play exactly. ten years in the NFL. Exactly. If, you get a, so. if you get a two year starter, that's a, <laughs> yeah. that is a big yeah. hit. But all right, so so let's say this is a guy who can be like a a solid to above average starter for you um, for the <laughs> length of his rookie contract uh, and then maybe get a second contract for you. Um, even though he, he doesn't have a role day one, you know, if, if, if you think he's that caliber of player, I wouldn't object to that, but I, I would rather trade down from like 37 to 48 or something like that to make the, to, to, to draft him. I would have gone, I would have, here would be my offensive line philosophy going into this draft. I would have said, uh, Jeff Stoutland, uh, is give me a list, uh, of all the, uh, day three guy, you know, we'll give you the projected round. Give me a list of all these day three guys ranked. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there are guys you don't want anything to do with cross them off the list and, uh, hand that to me during the first three rounds of the draft. If there's an offensive lineman that, uh, is just so far and away better than our other options that we have him graded better. We'll think about taking him. Otherwise, we're not taking an offensive lineman in the uh, first three rounds because we've seen the work you can do with uh, lesser names. And we'll just go about it that way and buy ourselves a year and then uh, figure it out. And I think that would be fine to do. I also think like they have they have guys like Jack Driscoll they have young is a guy. guy, so you can see what they can do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the, the the cupboard is not completely and somebody called us out for using cupboard too much i think in one of the articles but the cupboard is not completely Why, what else are we supposed to use genius <laughs> what do you mean called us out for using cupboard too tonight. much go freaking do something else with your life other than call us out for using cupboard too much <laughs> sorry you're you said in an article they said that yeah all right i take it back sorry you're a paying subscriber thank you for subscribing we appreciate it <laughs> no nah, um, we take off. all constructive feedback if that was on the if that was a tweet about the podcast uh then you know where you can go uh marissa how are you holding up you keep talking to marissa she's jumping i'm here i'm here podcast? Podcast? Why Maybe i'm here she slacked and said that she's here I'm, I'm responding to her slack. She said, she said, I'm here now. I'm here. <laughs> I mean, she's like producing seven podcasts. You're making her do shots. And now you wanted to, <laughs> and now you wanted to talk to give her feedback on your points from the podcast. What is this? I How just did- um, heard the term um, that, that they said cupboard was used too much. That's crazy. 
I'm all for the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, we're pro cupboard here. It's a, it's a pro cupboard podcast. Okay. Yes. Um, what was they're, my? Question? They're all they're all excited about uh, about Zach Wilson over there in uh, Staten Island. <laughs> yes, we just finished the Jets pod. Very excited about Zach Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker um, building that wall, <laughs> uh, as mm. Connor Hughes likes to say. Well, that's a perfect way to describe it because that is exactly <laughs> I, what Zach Wilson I wants. really, I should have known better <laughs> than to I, say that. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I like a, uh, I like a Joe Douglas. You know, my my interactions with him have always been. Uh, fine, he seems like a nice guy, but I did not like that trade. Yeah. I mean, that's a, come on. That's not a good trade. You're giving up 66 and 86. Is that what they gave up? Yeah. yeah. They give up two third round picks. They got a fourth back, but it's 143. No, they give up 66 and 86 to move up nine spots to draft a guard. That's bad. That's bad. I, yeah. Yeah. Connor, Connor thinks they'll trade back into the third round tomorrow, but, but, it, but they're giving up picks to do that. So yeah, explain to Connor, you got to yeah. look at every move, you know, individually. You can, none well, of this, that's GM. Talk, Connor probably you know? doesn't understand that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sold on his, on his number two overall pick, but we covered that on mm. the YouTube show. So yeah, I'm with that yeah. too. I don't know. Build I mean, that I, wall. I mean, he's, I, put, he's, he's putting his entire career on that pick. I don't know. I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, I, I would rather have the third pick and the 11th pick than the, than the second pick, but Look, I mean, what is that a thing that was offered? No, the third pick was Trey Lance. The the eleventh pick was Justin Fields. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. I, I'd I'd rather have those two over Zach Wilson, but then again, I'm not uh, I'm not an evaluator, and I don't have all the information they have. I just uh, I just think Fields is is a really good player. So, so what do okay. we make of what do you make of like the Mac Jones stuff? Like I don't what happened. Everybody What's the stuff? Know? I've been I I've been writing I, I and like uh, on press conferences. I haven't had has like have old tweets surfaced or something. What? What's no, the no, Mac Jones? No, stuff? no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Bo is in your head now. You think I'm pulling up <laughs> tweets from three years ago about something he said about like a local? Like, I don't. I don't have. Well, anything he is a like big that. Trump guy too, but <laughs> I don't have anything like that. I'm just saying. I thought there were like a lot of reputable people saying that Mac Jones was like a lock for this pick for weeks now. Well, yeah, I mean, right? that's, the, you know, but don't listen the number to them. Three pick. It was great. No, I mean, it's people like, like, uh, you know, Adam Schefter generally has very reliable information. Didn't he say, he what did he say? He'd be shocked or something a while ago. I mean, did they change their mind? Were they really going to take Mac Jones at any point? It always so seems I, so crazy. I asked uh, Bo this question on the YouTube stream, I'm curious your opinion, Shield. Do you think they traded up when they did specifically to get Trey Lance? Or do you think they traded up when they did with the understanding that, all right, we know the two guys who aren't going to be here. Now we're going to have our pick of the next quarterback. Let's spend these these next X weeks figuring out who our quarterback's going to be. No, you, I mean, you can't do the second thing, can you? <laughs> what if you I what think you knew it was Lance all along. I think... I mean, really? it's the, the crazy thing that that tweet about how like uh, nobody in the building knew who the pick was. Like they didn't tell the coaches and scouts <laughs> who the pick was going to be. Yeah, is insane. Um, <laughs> that is nuts to me. Yeah. I don't think that's insane. Why do you think that's insane? Because there's no there's there's nothing to protect. The yeah, well, that's the first what two I was thinking. So, so if you thought it was Lance the whole time, why were they doing this whole thing? I don't paranoid? know. Or people yeah, were just I wrong. think they're like, I don't know. They're like, they're trying to ferret out leaks or whatever. But well, the thing is, this never like, made any, it never made any sense. Like Mac Jones is not bringing anything to the table that you don't already have in Garoppolo. There's like that, you know, that, uh, that quote that Robert Mays is always pointing to that Shanahan had about like the next phase of the offense is about having somebody who can do something beyond what's scripted. Like it wouldn't have made any sense for it to be Mac Jones. Well, the one thing I'll say is that you saw the reports come out today that San Francisco called Green Bay about Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. And then all these reporters were coming out today saying like, yeah, this has been brewing for weeks, this Aaron Rodgers thing, um, that that maybe they traded the three also, like thinking that, all right, this 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 will help us uh, hmm. be in position to get Rodgers. I, I don't know if that's the case, but um, – but clearly, like this thing with Rodgers was was legit, and uh, and there's been talk about San Francisco being a Rodgers destination ever since the end of the season. Mm, so true. so perhaps uh, you know their their clandestine approach was 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 also because 
uh, they were holding out, holding out Rogers hopes or, or holding out Sean Watson mm-hmm. hopes. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I don't think they needed to trade up to three to make the Aaron Rodgers trade. Like, like they could have offered the All Packers, first, you yeah, know, right, three first round thing. picks right. for Aaron, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. It's the same value. So yeah, I don't know. I, I look forward to read. I mean, I, I was texting you guys earlier, Tim Kawakami wrote this awesome. He just like preemptively was just, just absolutely torched the Mac Jones pick. I mean, it was uh it was a thing of beauty, like no holds bar, just, you know, this will be an, this is an absolute disaster if they do this and all this stuff. But um, so uh, yeah, as of like before the draft, I thought, all right, it's going to be, I guess it is going to be uh, Mac Jones. Like uh, everybody who I thought, you know, who was kind of plugged in seemed to think, be convinced it was him. But uh, I look forward to reading kind of what their, process was and kind of what happened here in the last few weeks whether it was lance all along or not now now sewell hurt me in our game during the live pod but the trey lance thing i i did uh i did get that and shout out to dame brewer dame brewer mm. put that out there mm. two days ago that his top five would would be um trey lance at number three is that what he had he in got, his final month yeah, the first he five, nailed right? the to- yeah. he nailed the yeah. top five right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What a beast. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do these grades without the beast. I'll tell you that much. Oh my God. I mean, got yeah, that. like it's unbelievable how much the beast is like just uh, content support for every, every NFL beat writer yeah. throughout the entire draft process. Yeah. Both our company and probably other companies as <laughs> That's well. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe some draft rooms as well. Yeah. yeah I mean, you might, you might not be wrong. Something as simple as just seeing like an offensive lineman, how many games they played at each started at what each positions position. they played. Yeah. How yeah, old they you are. Really? Yeah. I don't know that you can get, I don't, I don't know of another place to just get that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's awesome. He did. It's an unbelievable job. He did. All right. All right. Too many compliments. We've got um, a lot to, we got a lot to get to over the next couple of days. So um, I guess we can wrap it up from there. So the Eagles uh, add Devonte Smith. They get a little bit of juice. I think it's a good, you know, this season has a little bit more like, you know, if it was Elijah Vera Tucker, you know, who's excited about the 2020 Eagles, <laughs> 2021 Eagles? <laughs> Joe uh, Douglas. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Devontae Smith, you know, you got your wide receiver head coach with a wide receiver. Let's let's see what he can make this offense all about. So I think it's exciting. For and he's, a high, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. Like he's, he, he's a big name. The Slim he's Reaper. The- He's the most popular player on the team. Well, outside of your Jason Kelsey, and he's he's like, he's he's a big ticket item day one. He automatically. Well, uh, okay, I'm just gonna throw this out there, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I would think he automatically become goes to the top of the jersey stack. Oh yeah, especially if it's a single digit. Right? He he wants number six. Yeah, uh, the single digit number six, Devonte Smith. Definitely. I mean, I guess there's always risk when the guy hasn't played a game, but mm. who's like the most I likely? I think Jersey it's a, it's a pretty over the next Jersey five guy. years. Yeah. And I mean, also it, like, I'm not sure it, is, is a star. it is interesting to see uh, like what this pick will do to the perception of Jalen Rager. Don't you think like all of a sudden, uh, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing or just nothing at all. And it has no impact on him whatsoever, but like he is no longer like ha- seen as this guy who should, who is supposed to be the number one receiver on the team. Maybe take some uh, pressure off, take a little bit of pressure off. I don't know. I don't, you know, who knows how those things work, but it will be interesting to see, like, like he won't be as under as much scrutiny, like next training yeah, camp as true. he would have been, um, you know, if they took uh, a tackle in the first round. Why don't, why don't you just keep, you know, going after Elijah Vera Tucker? You could have just used him there again. <laughs> Cry, keep crushing. Poor guy. Poor guy. I was, uh, I don't even, I don't even dislike him that much. I like, yeah, I, I, like, I, like, I, like than, I like him Tucker. more than Slater, actually. I and 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 I much. I don't mean to knock Jalen Hurts because because look he does have that potential and the story's yet to be written there. But I was thinking tonight when when like the team was making a big deal about the fact that Devontae Smith you know his clutch caught the game winning touchdown in the national championship. Mm. What the fuck? Well, that's because your starting quarterback was benched because he couldn't throw. <laughs> you know, like reason, you know, like they, that's wow. That's, that's, that's exactly the meanest things. That no, that's said. that's exactly what. Holy no, Nick, cow! Nick Saban said no. Nick Saban said that they 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 wanted 
they they wanted to be able to complete passes and know, and uh, and so they went to they went to Tua and that's when Devontae Smith uh that's a great point up. like you know like you're yeah the, the the guy that you didn't take a quarterback because of now I understand players get better and clearly Jalen Hurts has gotten better each year so and he did show promise last year but yeah that that wasn't lost on me when when like he got benched in that game because of his passing Zach unmuting That's himself and funny. just un- unloading with that would have been, I mean, that would have led every, every Eagles conversation. <laughs> hey, Howie, let me get, let we me need to get, we need to get Zach a, a little drink before every yeah, press take conference. A shot before every yeah. press conference. That's a good one. Oh, All right. All right. Well, that'll, uh, that'll wrap it up, I guess, for, uh, for the post night one episode of birds with friends. We'll be back tomorrow after round three to talk about, Uh, however many picks the Eagles make. And then we'll be back again on Saturday night. So uh, Burns with Friends will will have you covered. And we'll also have you covered on The Athletic with uh, all kinds of good stuff. And you can subscribe at theathletic.com slash Birds with Friends for a good spicy little deal. So thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody who watched the live stream earlier tonight. Thanks most uh, importantly to Marissa for pulling double duty. Thanks to Zach and Sheil and all of you. And as always... We love it.